Welcome back, Bayside. They're taking school spirit. The fun just getting started. To the max. This is going to be awesome. Saved by the Bell. New season streaming now. Let's do this, baby. Only on Peacock. Welcome back, Bayside. They're taking school spirit. The fun just getting started. To the max. This is going to be awesome. Saved by the Bell. New season streaming now. Let's do this, baby. Only on Peacock. It's still real to me, damn it! Everybody, welcome to this week's edition of the Still Real to Show, episode number 599 for August 5th, 2021. Welcome to this week's edition of SRTU. I'm one half of the show, I am Jeff Peck, joined every single week by my co-host, the one only Dr. Trey Franklin, but he's not here this week, my friends. No Dr. Trey. Um... This is a solo show. It's one of those rare occurrences in the history of SRTU. Ironically enough, the last episodes of the uh, the 500 chapter, before we hit 600 next week, where uh, yours truly does a solo show by himself, talking professional wrestling for the next however long, and uh, spits his thoughts right here to all of you. Uh, unfortunately, no Dr. Trey, he had surgery this morning. He's doing good. Uh, him and I texted back and forth. Uh, he, he doesn't feel comfortable doing the show, uh, coming off of the anesthesia still. He's falling asleep. He's tired. And it's just best that, that he rests after the day of having surgery and um, and doesn't do the podcast this week. When I spoke to him earlier this week, I was like, are you sure about doing a podcast on Thursday? At, like the day you're getting surgery? And he said, yeah, I'll be there. Uh, I'm like, you know, dude, you, you really don't have to. Don't push it. If you're not up to it, please, I'm begging you, don't do it. And um, he did the right thing. He's he's staying home. He's resting up. Send your thoughts to him at SRTU Podcast on Twitter or hit him up himself on Twitter at the Dr. Trey. It, it kind of stinks that he's, he's not here, obviously, one. But two, uh, the topics for this week's show uh, is literally right up his alley. And maybe this is one of the reasons why. He's not here this week is because he's so damn depressed because I know certainly I am with the news that hit on Saturday when WWE announced that they had released Bray Wyatt, uh, a mind blowing moment because I felt like Bray Wyatt has solidified himself in the last couple of years to be so creative, so unique, to have a gimmick that will last the test of time 
that it was the closest thing to The Undertaker than we could have ever imagined. But I guess in WWE's eyes, they see it differently as they have released him from his contract. He, uh, WWE writing on Saturday, WWE's come to the terms on the release of Bray Wyatt. We wish him the best in all of his future endeavors. Uh, the reported reason was due to budget cor- cuts, according to uh, F4W Online. John Leonard is telling Bray Wyatt that, uh, which is not good. Uh, budget cuts coming uh, still in the midst of a pandemic, but crowds are back and ticket sales for SummerSlam and uh, high merchandise sales, I would imagine, for Bray Wyatt. You're, you're removing one of your popular wrestlers from your company for budgetary reasons, which is a complete head scratcher. Yet they continue to tote out, you know, Bill Goldberg twice a year for, for his contract, which is a head scratcher. Um, backstage reaction, obviously according to reports was not positive because people were shocked that Bray Wyatt was released. One of the top stars, of the company, nobody felt like that their jobs were safe. Now I feel like a lot of top guys, top girls probably look at this as uh, a wake up call, an unfortunate wake up call that they've, probably felt like that they could dictate what happens to them in their WWE careers and their wrestling careers um, when their next contract comes up. Maybe, you know, they get a little bit more money on WWE or they head over to AEW now since that's a viable option for people to go to coming off of WWE times, whether they're released or decide at the end of their contract, like reportedly a Daniel Bryan, that they want to go elsewhere and they want to pursue other options, pursue other ventures with another wrestling organization. Um. According to more reports, morale is down, obviously, because of this. Um, you know, it, it, it kind of goes off the same way as a fan. Uh, here we are five five days later. Got to be honest. It, it's a depressing... Whatever the releases have happened in, in general, they're always very depressing because it, it's typically names in, in most times. It's typically names that uh, either don't shock you or kind of like you're in the middle on being shocked, but you're never like, oh, my God, you know, uh, I didn't see this one coming. But lately, it has been that way. There's been a lot of releases since the pandemic started where I was completely caught off guard. I, I would say the Good Brothers, Carl Anderson, Luke Gallus was one of the first ones that I was like, really? Wow. They were just involved in the Boneyard match with AJ Styles and The Undertaker at WrestleMania 36, which was uh, one of my favorite things I've seen throughout the entire pandemic era of professional wrestling. Um, then you have uh, the Alice of Blacks, the Murphys of the world. And I, I know Murphy was probably kind of like in the middle on there, but I thought he was a very talented wrestler that deserved a better opportunity. Alice of Black completely blindsided, did not see that coming. Now he's kicking ass in AEW coming off as his win over Cody Rhodes this past Wednesday night. Braun Strowman was a complete shock to me. And if you've been listening to the show for a long time, I, I'm someone who is all aboard like the Braun Strowman Express, where, uh, as corny as it sounds, I believe in his future as a top star. At that point, building up in, in WWE, I felt like he could be a flag bearer. He could be similar to Bray Wyatt's comparisons to The Undertaker. Braun Strowman could fill that void of the big man that WWE typically has on their roster, whether it be The Big Show, uh, Kevin Ash, Diesel, you know, he fills that void. He fills that that giant mystique on the roster and, and very, very well. The Bray Wyatt stuff, completely nuts. Um, I tweeted out on 
Saturday that the SummerSlam 2020, which is WWE's second biggest show of the year, their words, not ours, their main event from last year is no longer with the company. Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt winning that match, becoming the Universal Champion, the return of Roman Reigns. Neither one of them are with the company now. Mind-boggling. They helped carry the company for a period of time in the early onset of the pandemic. WrestleMania match with John Cena. Uh, mind-blowing. Absolutely mind-blowing. Uh, according to reports, WWE television partners are upset. There's said to be, a, quote, a lot of frustration from the networks WWE works with, presumably NBC, Universal, slash USA Network, and Fox, according to Andrew Zarian of the Matt Man podcast, hat tip there from Wrestling Inc., one network source reportedly said Bray's release is really disappointing and a little scary that top stars are being let go. Can't can't disagree there. Because what is going on that when you look at your bottom line and you look at your finances and you go, where should I make some cuts here to save some money that you decide Bray Wyatt is that direction? Uh, a lot of people are saying that these cuts are coming from Nick Khan, the new president and COO of of World Wrestling Entertainment, but you got to figure that this is being ran by Vince McMahon. Like, Vince has to know that this is coming. He's not like, oh, yeah, go do whatever you want to do with my roster. And all of a sudden, Nick Khan is cutting John Cena or Roman Reigns. Um, Bray Wyatt's in that upper echelon uh, of the company. You look at the top stars. Roman Reigns, Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre, Bray Wyatt, Seth Rollins, Braun Strowman, Bobby Lashley. Like, that's where it was for Raw and SmackDown, and you've gotten rid of two of them. Um, according to reports, Bray was reportedly out of action since WrestleMania 37 with an undisclosed physical ailment before being released by WWE this past weekend. Wyatt was finally medically cleared last Thursday, just two days before his release was announced on Saturday. Obviously, no word on what the ailment was. I'm sure we'll probably find out at some point what the deal was there. But Bray Wyatt, gone from WWE. And I said this before when they had their last round of releases, that small group that uh, included Braun Strowman and Aleister Black. You know, I'd asked Dr. Trey, you know, from a fan's perspective, you're looking at everything these last 17, 18 months during the pandemic, and AEW has looked amazing during this time. They've, they've looked great. The program is good. They really haven't released many people. Instead, they've actually brought on more people for their dark and elevation shows and have these like tier zero contracts and are developing new talent. And when the opportunity presents itself, they're signing ex-WWE guys to their roster, the people that were just recently released, while WWE's cutting. And they're not adding. And the people that they're adding are folks that we're accustomed to on WWE programming, whether it be John Cena or Bill Goldberg, or the occasional Brock Lesnar rumor that seems to peek its head up out of the holes every couple of months. It's disappointing. It's it's not a good look. Um, I, I've said this before, and I'll say it again, I think if I wasn't doing a wrestling podcast, I probably would not be watching Raw and SmackDown at this point. I would feel like just way too frustrated with the product because I think the biggest thing that I've talked about, especially with the Fiend character, is you invest so much time. And it's it's a character that fans are really, really excited about and enjoying. And it's a feature. It's uh, it, it's a special attraction that Vince always talks about. It's it's something that is putting butts in seats, and you're removing that from your show. So right now, certainly, I'm not forking out any money to go to a WWE show at the moment because what's that special attraction that's bringing me there? There's very few that I think I would go see. I think if The Rock is coming back in November in the Northeast, 
I may make, may make it out to go watch that show. But certainly if, if I knew The Fiend was going to be there in, in a high-profile program, if he's wrestling Roman Reigns and they're coming to my town, or he's wrestling June McIntyre or Randy Orton, he's coming to my town and he's going to do The Fiend act, I'm going to buy a ticket. It, it's, it's, it's a special attraction. It's something you want to see. It's something you want to be part of. You want to be part of that introduction when he's making his entrance to the ring. You want to feel that. And that's what WWE has taken away from us. It's complete blindside. It's a shock to the entire system. More on that phrase here momentarily. It's out of left field, completely blindsided, terrible move by WWE's part, wrong move by WWE's part. I don't get it. Why are you putting somebody this creative out on the free agent market? This, like Malachi Black, Alisha Black, is going to bite them in the ass. There's no way this doesn't. And there's no way, in my opinion, that Bray Wyatt doesn't end up in All Elite Wrestling. This is a cornerstone talent. When that type of name hits the free agent market, you know AEW, ROH, Impact Wrestling, MLW, New Japan, they are all making calls. You have got to figure at this point, nearly all of them have made some sort of phone call or text message and say, hey, let's talk in 90 days. Let's bring in. Somebody is going to get an uber-talented wrestler on their roster that WWE clearly did not respect, let go, and is now going to make another wrestling promotion a lot of money. Unless there is something more to this that we don't know, you don't let talents like Bray Wyatt leave your organization. This is like WWE releasing The Undertaker in 1996. It's a special attraction wrestler. It's a creative wrestler. It's somebody that all fans truly enjoy watching. And poof, he's gone. He had to have been a top five merchandising pusher, like a Braun Strowman. What is going on in WWE right now that is making them let these guys go? And where does it stop? Is Bray Wyatt the tip of the iceberg? I don't think there's there's any more shocking name outside of maybe McIntyre, Randy Orton, or Roman Reigns that would make me like my jaw drop like it did when I saw that Bray Wyatt was released on Saturday. It, it, it's it's mind blowing and. It sucks. Um, I think it sucks for WWE fans. It sucks for wrestling fans that this character is not going to continue right now on WWE programming. Big mistake on WWE's part. Shocking mistake. Glaring mistake. Where Bray Wyatt goes from here is anybody's guess, but uh, released from World Wrestling Entertainment this past Saturday. Completely shocking news that I did not see coming. Um, Hitting the newswire here. Not, Not something I would ever think I'd be talking about here. Unless there was a reason, not budgetary, unless there was like a reason why that Bray Wyatt has been released by WWE and is no longer under contract with the company. Just disappointing and shocking news. So with the shocking news of Bray Wyatt comes some more bad news for those people who enjoy watching WWE and and NXT like myself, that according to reports, Adam Cole is set to become a free agent soon. According to Wrestling Inc., Cole has been rumored, had been rumored to have his contract expire in 2024, but Wrestling Inc. has learned that it is expiring this month after SummerSlam. 
Cole's contract was actually up after the Great American Bash, but he extended it. Cole has lots of options in front of him, including companies who are not even in the current wrestling space. According to more reports, WWE executives are surprised. PW Insider reports that the re- realization of Cole's contract expiring took a number of WWE executives by surprise, as it was believed by some that he was locked in through at least January 2022, while other rumors had him with the company in 2024. It was also known that people within WWE were frustrated that Cole's contract status became published. Cole's contract situation is also reportedly related to former Senior Vice President of Talent Relations, Talent Development, excuse me, Canyon Seaman, being let go. It's been noticed that Seaman was no longer with the company as of Friday, July 23rd. PW Insider noted the timing of the company learning of the Cole contract issue, quote, very much lines up with the timing of Seaman's departure. Uh, update on the entire situation. Word now is that Cole has not been formally offered a new full-on contract by WWE According to Fightful Select, however, source of influence within WWE know that a new contract offers is obviously planned. Um, this is this is mind-boggling to me. It's it's like it makes you wonder what the hell is going on in WWE right now, where Adam Cole, who arguably is the number one wrestler on the NXT brand, his contract is taking executives by surprise that it's expiring. This is something that never really truly happened in WWE. Go, as we approach the 600th episode, this reminds me of stuff that you would talk about in regards to TNA in the early 2010s when it was under the reign of Dixie Carter. Like these things all of a sudden snuck up on TNA and then boom, AJ Styles is gone or Sting's gone, whoever. Their contracts are no longer with the company. This does not happen to WWE. Yet it is, according to these reports. Granted, we don't really know if that's what's taking place, but what's being reported, if that is in factually true is mind-boggling to me. This is a billion-dollar company. One of your top stars for your third brand. is His contract is ending, and you just extended it for another month, and you haven't done anything yet? He's free to go after NXT TakeOver 36, which is in about, what, 10 days from now? Uh, 11 days from now? What are you doing? It, to, to me, this is crazy that this is happening. Uh, Bray Wyatt's release, Adam Cole's contract may be coming up, and then I saw a report heading into tonight's show, Pete Dunne's contract may be coming up soon. What are you trying to do? Are you trying to put a bullet in the brain of the NXT brand? Are you trying to put a bullet in the brain of the WWE product in regards to the diehard fans? Because the diehard fans truly enjoy people like Bray Wyatt and certainly Adam Cole, and definitely Pete Dunne as well. And, And they may not be under contract with the company anymore, like, what are we doing here? It's. I understand that there's been some changes lately to the t- talent development and the company overall, and there's all these rumors that WWE may be sold, that they're they're being a little bit lean so that they could sell it, and, and that Disney's interested, and ESPN's interested, everybody's interested in buying WWE and making it like a roadshow and entertainment you know thing that people can go to, like Circus Soleil. I've always seen it compared to that, and that's. Not my cup of tea as a wrestling fan to see it compared to that. Certainly no disregard to Reggie or Reginald. But uh, I don't want to see it as just a road show. I want to see it as a, as a regular episodic television show that I know and love. Wrestlers that I enjoy seeing on independent wrestling scene or in other promotions make their ways over to the WWE at some point, have some really good matches, entertain the hell out of me, and I have fun as a wrestling fan. And that's what I get from people like Adam Cole, Pete Dunne, Bray Wyatt. This should not be happening. Where is the disconnect? Why is it taking this long to re-sign Adam Cole? Clearly, he he is betting on himself here. 
because the closer you get to the wire, the more money you're going to get, the more valuable you see yourself. And certainly with all the way that WWE is, is acting right now, the leverage is in the corner, from my opinion, of Adam Cole. Adam Cole is someone that would fit in AEW. We all know that. Dr. Britt Baker, his girlfriend, is there. His friends are there. Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks. Like, this makes sense to him. The things that you're seeing, and Dr. Britt Baker brought this up in an interview recently as well, is that he's like he really enjoys being in NXT. That he's doing his thing on Tuesdays, talking to Britt Baker. She's doing his things on when, her things on Wednesday. Like, they're holding it down. They're happy with that. There's reports out there that, that Adam Cole really enjoys working with Triple H and HBK. You can't blame him. I think Adam Cole, and I didn't think this from when he first came over from the days in ROH and the independent scene, New Japan. When he came over to WWE, people had compared him to Shawn Michaels, and I, did, and I really didn't believe that um, for some reason. Like, I just even Shawn Michaels being as small as he was as a competitor, he, he always looked like he could go toe-to-toe with the heavyweights. Adam Cole is definitely smaller than what Shawn Michaels appears. But as the years have gone on, Adam Cole puts a switch on, and I truly believe he is probably the closest thing that we've seen to Shawn Michaels in some times. I think people also mention AJ Styles for his athleticism, but I think Adam Cole is. Adam Cole has this swagger. He has this attitude. He cuts a pretty damn good promo. He has a pretty damn good match week in, week out. Very rarely do you see a bad Adam Cole match. He puts a brand on his back. He runs with it. He enjoys it. He kills it. Does a great job. Highly entertaining. Very enjoyable to watch. Great in-ring performer. I think he's the closest thing we've seen, seen to Shawn Michaels. And I think there is a lot to the fact that he is being trained and being guided and being mentored by Shawn Michaels on a week-to-week basis of the NXT brand that is very appealing. And clearly it's appealing to him. It's, it's, uh, it's crazy. It, it's really crazy that this is a possibility. We could theoretically see Adam Cole and Pete Dunne leaving the NXT brand and going to other places. I don't think both of them leave. Uh, I think at best we see half. Uh, I've always felt like Adam Cole ends up in AEW, honestly, at some point. H- how could he not, given the relationships that he has? But if that that friendship, that mentorship, that guide of being taught by Triple H and Shawn Michaels truly means something to Adam Cole like it's reportedly meaning, maybe he stays. What does WWE do to sweeten the offer? What else do you put on the table of Adam Cole that is going to make him interested and insane with NXT? Does he want to run on Raw? Does he want to run on SmackDown? Does he want to run in the main event spot of, of a WrestleMania at some point? I would say he probably does. It means more money. Does WWE think that he can be in that spot? Probably Triple H and Sean do. Does Vince? Does Bruce Prichard? Plus... If I'm Adam Cole and I see the way that NXT talents have been really treated since they get the call up from NXT to Raw or SmackDown, I'd be leery. I'd be apprehensive. Is Adam Cole a Vince-like talent? Could he have a relationship like he had with Shawn Michaels? It's possible. Adam Cole is a squeaky clean Shawn Michaels. He's a guy that when you see him interact with fans out of character on up, up, down, down, is probably one of the nicest guys I've ever seen. Yeah, when he gets on that microphone and he gets in character, he could be the biggest jerk you've ever seen, too. Such a talented guy. Um, I hope he resigns with NXT. If he ends up in AEW, that's another momentum push. Because with CM Punk and Daniel Bryan reportedly heading there, with Bray Wyatt out in the market, 
Adam Cole and Pete Dunne potentially on the market as well, AEW could have a ton of momentum. And they're coming off of a period of time right now for the last four weeks, they've averaged 1 million viewers. They're on the rise. WWE is on the fall right now. It is what it is. I thought two, three weeks ago that there would be so much momentum for WWE headed into SummerSlam. We'd be so excited. We wouldn't have these types of discussions, but let's call a spade a spade. You can't get me excited for what you're trying to do when in behind the scenes, you're letting Bray Wyatt go. Adam Cole's contract may be coming up, and we also may lose Pete Dunne. And oh, by the way, CM Punk and Daniel Bryan, two of the most over and popular wrestlers we've seen in the last 15 years, could be going to the competition. WWE's losing some ground. How they make it up is anybody's guess at this point. But it's certainly a very interesting period of time to watch and follow and see where WWE is headed at this point in time. In other news, it's uh, been announced by WWE, it was reported earlier on in the week, that Ric Flair, the 16-time world champion, is no longer with World Wrestling Entertainment. Uh, He reportedly uh, reached out to Vince McMahon, asked for his release, uh, according to reports and interviews, he wanted to uh, go after other business ventures that WWE was not allowing him to do. And this was the avenue that they decided upon uh, that WWE would release him. So for the third time, uh, Ric Flair has been released or let go. I, I actually think that this is the time where this is probably the second time he's been released. The first time in the early 90s, his contract ran out. The second time he was let go and then went to TNA and, and just a cash grab. His words, not mine. And now this time, uh, he's once again requested it and been granted. You know, it. this isn't like a massive loss for WWE, obviously, because you know, he's not an in-ring performer anymore. But hell, I, I love seeing Ric Flair on television. And who knows, the, depending on the avenues that he takes, maybe he still shows up on WWE television. I think a lot of people like to think that the reason why he asked for his release is that he wants to show up in AEW. There's a lot of discussion right now over the way that AEW treats their talents that are legends versus the way that WWE treats their talents that are legends. We've seen in recent months uh, Sting, The Big Show, and Mark Henry, Christian Cage all head over to WWE, excuse me, AEW from WWE to continue on their careers, whether that be as a coach, as an announcer, as a manager, or as an airing performer. That's where they're headed right now. They are still they are no longer with WWE and they're within AEW because WWE wasn't using them. Um, Ric Flair really wasn't being used. They had him in that Lacey Evans storyline, which was pretty cringeworthy, but um, you know that ended up ending because Lacey Evans got pregnant in real life and had to you know go off on maternity leave and, and hasn't been back since I think now what February of this past year. So hopefully she's doing well getting ready to have another child uh, with her family. And that storyline abruptly ended. And Charlotte went, went to a different direction. Ric Flair was taken off television. He's a guy that wants to keep going. He's the nature boy. He, he wants to monetize his image, his likeness. He wants to be used. He doesn't want to stay at home. He wants to go, go, go. You don't know what business ventures were coming his way that WWE put the kibosh on that was up, you know, that was against his contract. And he just said enough's enough. And, he either wanted to go to another wrestling promotion that was going to utilize him and his in his talents, or he was going to go somewhere just to pursue other business ventures. It could be a little of both. Um, you know, I, I always enjoy seeing Ric Flair on television, but I don't know if I'd want to see him as a manager's position in WWE. I just think it wouldn't go well. 
Um, I do think if he ends up in AEW, and I, I would, I would, if I'm a bet man, I, I would say he makes some sort of appearance in AEW at some point. I, I don't think I'd want to see him in that Sting role because the difference between those two is that Sting has wrestled and Ric Flair can't anymore, and nor do I want to see Ric Flair wrestle at this point in his life. Uh, we've seen the Ric Flair managing and done in the past with both Charlotte Flair, Triple H, Batista. And it's been pretty entertaining, pretty exciting, pretty good stuff. But I don't know if that's something that he still wants to do and give the rub to. And then it's like you look at that talent roster in AEW and you know he's going to be paired up with, with some sort of young. And this is all just theoretical. Should he go to AEW? Uh, and it's like where who who would we pair him up with? I think the easy guess would be Andrade, his, his future son-in-law. But Chavo Guerrero is in that role right now. And Chavo Guerrero is doing great, really enjoying that. But it's it's interesting. It's um, the first three stories here this week are not shining a great light on WWE. You got Bray Wyatt gone, Adam Cole maybe gone, Pete Dunne maybe gone, and Ric Flair wanted out on the company. It's like what is going on in WWE right now that's not being reported, which is kind of surprising. Like what is it? What's going on right now within WWE? Is the writing on the wall? Are people, are wrestlers, are the boys, are the girls really enjoying what's going on in AEW and they're all wanting an abandoned ship to go over there because it's such a creative atmosphere? Is this pushing the topic that maybe, just maybe, WWE needs to self-reflect a little bit and think about maybe they need to adapt to the times rather than trying to force the times to adapt to the way that they've always done things? Maybe the days of having a script and having so many creative writers that have no background in professional wrestling isn't pleasing to the performers maybe going to a wrestling promotion where the people behind the scenes are wrestlers and have been in the business or fans of the business and they're not giving you a script they may tell you a couple things that you need to say in your promo or what you're trying to push across but they let you go and that's a little bit more refreshing and revitalizing to those performers i don't know i don't know if that's the case with rick flair it's just purely speculation on my part but i think this day and age when you could plug a microphone into a computer, do your own podcast and talk professional wrestling for 45 minutes to an hour each week and have that entrepreneurial spirit and not have any type of uh, programming director or producer tell you what you can or cannot talk about. It's a little bit refreshing. You know, I was in that radio world at one point doing this podcasting and doing it about topics that you enjoy with people that you enjoy doing it with, like Dr. Trey, is what makes this world so appeasing. Maybe Ric Flair is going to get back in the game of doing podcasting with his other son-in-law, Conrad Thompson, and start telling stories again because the amount of money that Bruce Pritchard's making and Tony Schiavone's making and Eric Bischoff and Jim Ross is making in those ad-free shows. I think there's a lot of opportunity for Ric Flair to succeed post-WWE, and that's sad. Like you got to figure that WWE should be maximizing his image, his likeness, his abilities, his talent, his creativity. But they're not. They're letting it go. They're very much boxing, boxing themselves into a corner and making some really interesting changes, business changes that I just didn't envision seeing coming at all. Like Hunter can't use them in, in NXT. That'd be a great spot for him. Give somebody the rub. Raquel Gonzalez, Dakota Kai. Could totally see that. It's... It's a head-scratching week for WWE, that's for sure. Switching gears to AEW. 
according to reports, Hangman Adam Page is reportedly no longer in the AEW All Out main event against Kenny Omega for the AEW World Championship. Hence the reason why they had that match with the Elite Squad taking on Hangman Page and the Dark Order. Um, and that's a bit surprising because even as I sit here on August 5th, based off what I saw on Dynamite this past night, I really felt like and feel like I should say that the direction of All Out still is Hangman Adam Page versus Kenny Omega for the AEW World Championship at All Out. I think anything else that you decide upon, with the exception of one match, which I'll get to here momentarily, is is the wrong direction. The names that are being discussed right now is Christian Cage versus Kenny Omega. And I think the stuff that you saw on Dynamite this past week tends to point in that direction as potentially happening. And no disrespect to Christian Cage. I'm happy he's back performing. But I don't want to see him face Kenny Omega at AEW All Out for the AEW World Championship. I don't. I, I want to see Hangman Adam Page versus Kenny Omega. I think this is something you've been working on for nearly a year and been planting the seeds well even beyond that. The breakup of the Elite. Hangman getting picked out, kicked out of the Elite. His breakup with Kenny Omega. Kenny was still signing with him when the Young Bucks didn't want anything to do with him. And then they eventually split. I mean, Hangman was all on his own. And everybody ganged back up together against Hangman. Like, that is a really well-done story by Tony Khan and the creative team at AEW that you should be pushing for one of your biggest shows of the year, which is AEW All Out, right? We've had this argument in the past, like, what's their WrestleMania? Is it Double or Nothing? Is it AEW All Out? I think it's Double or Nothing, but AEW All Out, I think, is one of their biggest shows as well out of the four or five that they do for pay-per-views each year. And Omega, Page, Chicago, place would eat it right up. I think the only thing... That I do think it's going the direction of Christian Cage and Kenny Omega right now. Uh, Eddie Kingston versus Omega has been rumored, but uh, no disrespect to Eddie, I, I, I don't want to see that. Let's keep going back to Hangman Page. I think the only spot that I could see, and it goes completely against everything that AEW does, is that if the main event was going to be Kenny Omega versus CM Punk, then this makes sense as to why Hangman Page was removed from the spot reportedly uh, from the AEW World Championship match for AEW All Out. Because CM Punk, Kenny Omega, Chicago, that puts butts in seats. Punk's first match back is going to be against one of the greatest wrestlers in the game today, Kenny Omega. Sign me up. Sign me up for that. But that's not how AEW does things. People earn title shots based off their ranking system. If they win against the grain and said, yeah, let's do Punk Omega, how are they going to explain the ranking system at this point? Then why, do, why is... It's a big deal that Christian Cage is the new number one contender for the AW World Championship based on the rankings, based off his win on, on this past Wednesday. Like, why why doesn't that matter if Punk slides right in his first matches for the world title? That's why I don't think that's the direction it goes, but that's the one match I would say right now I'll be fine with as to why it should replace Hangman Adam Page versus Kenny Omega for AW All Out. I think... The plan is eventually for Hangman Page to be the face of the company. I don't know if AW looks at things each year. Maybe year one was like Moxley and Jericho solidifying the company, building the company up. And then in year two, put the belt on Kenny. Year three, you build up uh, Hangman Page to be the guy, and he has a run with the title. Um, maybe that's the way that they're looking at things. Maybe the plans of Daniel Bryan and CM Punk coming in has changed things around where now they want to do maybe Punk or Brian versus Kenny Omega at full gear for the title and continue to push out Hangman Page's opportunity. Maybe the plan is that when Kenny and Hangman eventually face each other, Hangman gets the title off of Omega. 
um, and they don't want to execute on that now because they have these other matches in mind, like, as I just mentioned, CM Punk and Daniel Bryan, one of those two, both of those guys taking on Hang- taking on Kenny Omega rather than Hangman Page. Maybe Hangman Page is due for the title at Revolution or maybe even double or nothing next year, making it like the longest storyline ever. But as it stands right now, I- I'm definitely disappointed that Hangman Adam Page is reportedly no longer in the AEW All Out main event because what they've done these last several weeks has been gold. It's been great. Really, really good stuff. Makes you feel for um, Hangman Page as the baby face. Makes you really despise and loathe the elite from the Young Bucks to Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, and, uh, of course, Kenny Omega and Don Callis, all those guys. So it's um interesting change here. And then you're also seeing reports that Hangman Page is, is said to not be involved at all in the upcoming all-out pay-per-view. Um, the reason why hasn't been given. Although the possibility, of course, again, CM Punk and Daniel Bryan signing may have changed plans. That comes to us from uh, some from Wrestling Inc. again. So I, I'm, I'm led to believe that these potential signings of Daniel Bryan and CM Punk does have something to do in the delay of the inevitable of Hangman Adam Page being the face of All, All Elite Wrestling and being the AW World Champion. We don't know that for certain, but uh, disappointed nonetheless because I think Omega Page has that special, unique factor to it that you don't see nowadays where fans truly want to see this match. And it's not something you would necessarily think of as being a dream match when it's staring right in front of you like it is. But uh, when you think about it, the way that the storyline's gone and where it's headed, heading into September for the All Out pay-per-view, I'm there. That's a main event level match to me for uh, an AEW pay-per-view that we have not seen in some time without a doubt. And then finally, the last story for this week's edition of Still Real Test Show is uh, SummerSlam now getting a mask mandate policy. Uh, this comes to us from Allegiant Stadium's official announcement. Uh, Allegiant Stadium takes the health and safety of its guests, employees, and staff very seriously in response to the rising COVID-19 cases and in accordance with the Centers for Disease and Control and Prevention, the CDC, and State of Nevada Emergency Directive 047, all individuals, regardless of vaccination status, must wear a face mask while inside the stadium. State of Nevada and CDC do not currently require proof of vaccination to attend events. Allegiant Stadium's COVID-19 protocols are subject to change as additional information is discovered or provided by the State of Nevada and the CDC. Individual events held at Allegiant Stadium may also implement heightened COVID-19 protocols. So please read all correspondence regarding an individual event carefully. So there were some rumors earlier this week that the, there was belief within WWE that, that SummerSlam may, may either be postponed or canceled altogether with the rise of cases of of COVID nineteen, unfortunately, in the United States here, but it it seems like now with this mask mandate policy that it is full steam ahead that they are moving forward with the show. The show's in ten days; it's going to take place. WWE is probably relieved to just put this behind them, especially with the rising COVID cases, and just kind of hold their breath. There's also reports out there right now that WWE may be returning to the Thunderdome at some point. That there's an, almost an expectation, there's a contingency plan in place that with the rising cases that they won't be able to go. And and have a live crowd in front of them like they've been accustomed to over these last several weeks. Uh, I can't say I'm surprised with that. I'm certainly disappointed in that. Funny enough, next week's edition of the show, the 600th episode, we look at the pandemic era of professional wrestling. I think when I first came up with that topic, my, the belief, at least in my mind, was that this was behind us. It was going to be a little bit more endemic, and uh, it wasn't going to be like it is. But here in the United States, it's certainly uh, raising the eyebrows and catching people with with headlines lately and, and, and arguments and debates and beliefs and vaccinations and all that stuff. Uh, personal opinion, I'm vaccinated. 
highly recommend anybody else to get vaccinated. You know, it's my own health. It's the health of people around me that I love. I want to take care of, and I want to put this behind me. And it appears based off of what all the doctors are saying that the best way that we can put this behind us is by getting vaccinated, which is for a whole nother podcast and is what it is at this point. But the rising cases is certainly concerning uh, as a wrestling fan. It's like, you know, debating, you know, do, do I go to a show at this point? Like what, what do we do here? Like, uh, would I go to SummerSlam right now? Probably not. Would I be really concerned about going to SummerSlam in Las Vegas, Nevada? If I had tickets, absolutely. I don't want to get COVID, <laughs> especially just going to a wrestling show, right? I want to live my life, but I want to do so safely, or at least until this spread and these confirmed cases, all this rise in cases is, is no more. Um, it's it's tough right now. I, I don't envy WWE. I don't envy What's going on with AEW? I don't envy these guys because they're all thinking about it. And now here we have a mask mandate policy in place. And we're kind of holding our breath again. I, I hope we never return to the Thunderdome again. I hope fans stay in the stands. If anything, maybe just capacity limits or they're starting to enforce masks. But, uh, you know, we all know what's going on here in the United States. And then you put on your wrestling programming each week and there's like very few masks in the stands. It's a bit surprising. And I also think that WWE and AEW and all these wrestling organizations can use their platform for good and kind of push that. You see that with WWE pushing the vaccines, but they could also be pushing the fact that, you know, people should be wearing masks in the stands. Like, if we're seeing a rise in cases now, like, why aren't we doing it in general? So, uh, there you go. According to Legion Stadium, we will see masks back in the stands uh, for SummerSlam in 10 days. It's the right thing to do. You've got 45,000 people in the stands. It's the right thing to do. Uh, with that said, let's close up shop on this week's edition of the show. Uh, you know, with anything that I talked about on this week's edition of the podcast, feel free to chime in at SRTU Podcast on Twitter. Or hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash The Still Realtor Show. Uh, you can download the show every Thursday at TheBowerShow.com, WrestleChatNet on Twitter, and The Still Realtor Show iTunes feed. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to help us climb the charts on iTunes. Uh, you can follow us individually on Twitter for myself at SRTU Jeff and for Dr. Trey Franklin at the Dr. Trey. And of course, don't forget to follow the show on Twitter at SRTU Podcast. Uh, we'll be back next week. It's the 600th episode of SRTU. Captain Obvious, Dr. Trey Franklin, whatever you know him as, he will be back in that co-host seat with me celebrating 600 episodes of SRTU, 600 straight weeks of the Still Real Tush show. Uh, and we look back and look forward, look towards, look into currently the pandemic era of professional wrestling that has dominated basically the episodes 500 chapter of SRTU. So 600 episodes strong, celebrating it here all on next week's show. And then in two weeks from now, we will preview and predict everything going on with SummerSlam weekend um, on uh, the Real Show on the 19th of, of August. So until next week, for Dr. Trey Franklin, who is home recovering from surgery, our thoughts are with him. Hope he's feeling better. I'm Jeff Pack. Stay safe. This is the Still Real Show.
Marry Me. Jennifer Lopez, Owen Wilson, Maluma, Marry Me. Directed by Kat Koiro. Rated PG-13. Streaming now only on Peacock. Sign up now. Visit PeacockTV.com. Welcome back, Bayside. They're taking school spirit. The bunch is getting started. To the max. This is going to be awesome. Saved by the Bell. New season streaming now. Let's do this, baby. Only on Peacock.